Marketplace is produced in association with the University of Southern California. That was then, this is now, a little game we're going to call the Fiscal Cliff Time Machine. The ups and downs of elevator engineering on the broadcast today and bowl games as business model from American Public Media. This is Marketplace. Investing, renting, sending your kid to college? Listen to the Marketplace Money Podcast. Find it on iTunes or at marketplace.org slash podcasts. From the Frank Stanton Studios in Los Angeles, I'm Kai Rizdahl. This is the Marketplace Podcast for Tuesday, the 4th of December. And here is what we're going to do today and the rest of the week. We're going to play a little game because I don't know if you've noticed, but what Washington is saying this year about the fiscal cliff sounds a whole lot like what people were saying last year about the debt limit. So we're going to play some tape, some from this year, some from last. You are going to guess which one is which. All right. All right, so here we go. The Tuesday entry in the Fiscal Cliff Time Machine is the leader of the free world. Here you go, choice number one. Let's ask the wealthiest Americans and biggest corporations to give up some of their breaks in the tax code and special deductions. Okay, now choice number two. We'll have more time to work out a plan to bring down our deficits in a balanced way, including by asking the wealthiest Americans to pay a little more so we can still invest in the things that make our nation strong. Remember now, the object of the game is to figure out which one was last year and which one is this year. Choice one or choice two. If you think you know, tweet us at Marketplace APM. All right, onward now to the other big topic this month, shopping or stealing, if you will. Retailers are going to lose nearly $9 billion this holiday season to the five-finger discount. That's the estimate from Checkpoint Systems, which helps companies reduce losses due to shoplifters and crooked employees. That same study, by the way, says companies pass on some of those costs to consumers, which adds almost $100 to the average holiday shopping bill. Marketplace's Mark Garrison reports. Busting thieves is called loss prevention. That's what law enforcement veteran Robert Hansen teaches at Northern Michigan University. I asked him about some of the unusual techniques thieves use. Well, we don't want to give people too many ideas. <laughs> Even babies can be tools. One of his former students saw a woman packing goods into a stroller. Things took a strange turn when security confronted her outside the store. The woman picked up the child from the stroller and threw it at, at the loss prevention agent and ran away. Keith White is senior VP of loss prevention at Gap, Inc. His teams have caught people trying everything from stuffing hundreds of dollars of clothes in their socks to James Bond-like suitcases with false bottoms. He always expects a spike in crime around the holiday season when big crowds and hot items are in stores. You have to magnify it by about three or four in the last quarter of the year. Shoplifters are just part of what companies watch for. Inside jobs by employees actually account for more retail crime. Less common but dangerous are organized gangs that target high-value items. They can cart off thousands of dollars in merchandise in less time than it takes to run a TV commercial. Dan Reynolds is a VP at Checkpoint Systems. Within 20 seconds, they'll have half of that aisle cleared out, make up, cosmetics, fragrances, and out the door. So they're pretty sophisticated. They're fast. Booster bags are tools of the trade. They're specially lined to foil security tags on products. Companies work to stay ahead of criminal technology. The challenge is to do this without turning stores into fortresses. Preventing theft is no good if it also prevents sales. 
In New York, I'm Mark Garrison for Marketplace. Everything we're buying now, or stealing, actually, for the holidays, has been in the country a good long while, but restocking that supply chain could get precarious. The strike at the ports of Los Angeles and Long Beach is now in its second week. Negotiations are reportedly not going well, so today the two sides agreed to let a federal mediator step in. But bad as the strike is for companies waiting on their cargo, it has created some business opportunities, as Marketplace's Jeff Tyler explains. Several hundred million dollars worth of cargo is stalled at or diverted from the ports of Los Angeles and Long Beach every day. The labor dispute centers around clerical employees protesting the outsourcing of jobs to lower-paid non-union workers. Economist Paul Bingham with CDM Smith tracks freight transportation. He says the clerical workers have been trying to negotiate a new contract for more than two years. Will a federal mediator make a difference? I think it can certainly help. We've just seen an example with the unions on the East Coast and the Gulf Coast with their own labor dispute contract negotiation earlier this year that the federal mediator was able to come in and get a 90-day cooling-off period. The strike in Southern California has...